It's that episode, not that episode, not that episode. It's that episode. It's that episode with Craig Rowan. Hello and welcome to It's That Episode. I'm Craig Rowan, your host. Every episode I invite a guest over to my apartment to watch an episode of any TV show they choose. This time, I'm not at my own apartment. I am at Julie Klausner's apartment. Uh, You might know Julie Klausner, uh, author of I Don't Care About Your Band and of the podcast How Is Your Week? Uh, How are you doing, Julie? I'm good. Thank you for coming over to my home. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's a kind of like a, a rainy day, and Davy Jones died earlier. Yes, so t- I'm you know less less upbeat than I would be ordinarily to see you, but otherwise, I think everybody's a little less upbeat. That's a big. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm kind of devastated. It's, it's sort of a, like my Beatles. Yeah, well, it's the other beat. It's the it's the important Beatles. <laughs> the important Beatles. The it's good the, Beatles. It's the good Beatles that were the real Beatles. Like the Beatles yes. were just put together by. Basically, some Jew. Yeah, exactly. Well, the monkeys are the pure art of it. I think so. Um, I saw a clip of uh, today of monkey of uh, Davy Jones on Scooby Doo, and he sang a song on Scooby Doo. Did he? Yeah, and I think that that. How did they animate him? They he looks exactly like him, and he he sings to a green monster to make the monster um, not attack them. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel like Scooby Doo animation, or maybe Hanna Barbera in general. But now that I think of it. Strictly or specifically Scooby Doo, they would really emphasize the butt of like guys in that show. Oh, interesting. Or maybe girls too, but like, and obviously part of that had to do with the style. They would wear tight pants and they were high waisted, but like, there's a lot of booty in um, even Shaggy, who's like not a type that would generally have a booty. Wow, I'll need to. I haven't really been focusing on uh, those butts, but I, I have to. And this is already digressing, but I yeah. just got turned on to my uh, girlfriend just told me about this Brazilian butt. Um, DVD that helps you get your butt tight. Oh yeah, and they call they and the big thing is that the, they say that your butt will be higher. Yes, that, that's a thing. I didn't know that. that well, was you the want thing. A, like a shelf booty, and you can't have a shelf that's sloping because then yeah. all the stuff will fall off of it. Yeah. yeah, they say a high butt, and it will look like an apple. And those were both two terms that I've never associated with butts. Has uh, have you caught her working out to it? She has not worked. She just found out about it this weekend, and she was uh, out of town. And then when she came in, she was like, "You have to see this advertisement for Brazilian butt workout that she bought." No, she didn't buy it yet. She was showing me online. What but... is she waiting for? Her butt to droop down <laughs> yeah, to the floor? Yeah, yeah exactly. Be like she, applesauce. She wants to be now. She'll have a straight butt where she can keep apples on. Finally. Um. So, uh, why don't you tell me what uh, episode you decided to watch? Today. We are going. We, not just I, am going to watch. We are going to watch episode four of the um, the television show Smash, which is on uh, NBC, and it is a drama of um, it's a behind the scenes, very gritty, realistic look at the 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 process of making musical theater. And is it? I haven't seen it yet. Is it realistic or is it like? No. Yeah, okay. no, it's <laughs> not. It's not realistic, but I love it, and I can't tell if it's good or not, and I don't want to know if it's good or not because um, I'm just I'm I'm having such a great time watching this show. For somebody who hasn't seen the episode, what would you? How would you? What What, what should I look out for in this? Like, what are the the big things that? I should be aware of. I, it's a musical, obviously. Well, there's not as much music as you'd think, and I think they're operating from the rules that are very arbitrarily like self-generated, which is that at least one song in the show has to be organic to the action, right. which can mean people breaking out 
in song on the street only if they're en route to an audition um, where they'd actually be singing the song. But do people in the background sort of join in? Or no. Or just be, okay. No, I haven't seen that yet. But I think um, in this episode, I know in the last one there was a karaoke scene. And then that's kind of, you're like, where, where else could you break out into song right. organically to the action? And then the other musical numbers I think need to be part of this show within the show, which is a, a Marilyn Monroe musical that the people in the cast are, are developing. So so every episode, they must be saying... If they're, they're working towards uh, producing this Marilyn Monroe musical. So they've already cast it. Um, episode two was the callback. At the end of that episode, they cast Megan Hilty's character, Ivy, who's like a, um experienced Broadway actress opposite um, Catherine McPhee, who's like this nobody from Ohio, I believe, who has no experience whatsoever, and yet she charmed the pants off she of them. She has it. She was a contender. Th- that was what we were told. We were never shown that. Okay, so is she, yes. is she the people on the show believe she has it, but yes. to the audience at home, they'd be like, oh, why did she get... Catherine McPhee, in real <laughs> life, would not have a chance. And so she was cast in the ensemble, and they're setting it up. I mean, I think. I've only seen the first four episodes, but they're setting it up so that she's going to be like this breakout I think like understudy to the lead who's actually playing Marilyn um the other things to watch out for are Angelica Houston's character is is by far the best part of the show Well, she's an incredible actress. she's incredible and she throws um drinks in characters faces constantly to the point where they've started making fun of it which is always alarming because you know there's one moment where they like meant to be sincere and then someone right. pointed out that they were goofy and they're like, well, we're just going to make fun of ourselves then. And you're like, but you didn't get it in the first place. So you kind of – anyway. So she throws a lot of drinks in people's faces. <laughs> and then Deborah Messing plays a lyricist to a lyricist composer team um, who is in the world's worst marriage with the guy who played Shrek on Broadway. Um and she wants to adopt with and the, the real guy who played Shrek. Well, his name is Brian Darcy James. Okay. And it's one of those things that's spelled like D apostrophe R C, so I just say Darcy. Darcy. Um and she, and he plays her like clobberishly like he's just the worst character. Like he has no you're like, Why did she marry him exactly? So he didn't really want her to write musicals again. He's like, I thought we were taking a break and then they like <laughs> then they're on this waiting list to get a Chinese baby, which will take a couple of years, which is frustrating to her. And then her gay writing partner is basically one of these gay men that are completely celibate and like they love their hags. Like they walk down the street holding hands and he's just clearly never had sex. Um, (laughs) So that's that's the composer lyricist team. And then you have the two actresses and then there's a British director who um, loves vaginas. Like he's the most heterosexual person you've ever seen in this world. Um, it's actually surprisingly not a very gay show considering it's a show about Broadway. Right. Yeah. It seems like, um, it would, from my impression of what the show would be, it's called smash. Yes. It has a lot of lights in it and it's people dancing. <laughs> you don't know anything about this what, show. What are, do you? No, I don't know anything. Well, I feel <laughs> like you're in a good place because even though Broadway is, you know, extremely gay, this is a very penis and vagina centric, um, exploration of that world. Well, I love penis and vagina. And so <laughs> I feel like I might really like are the show. steak and mashed potatoes of anatomy. Yes, I am a 1950s man. Um, great. So, I th- and the name of this episode is "The Cost of Art," which yes. immediately which has a couple of meanings. Yeah. Um, what I guess one would be literal cost of putting on a show. Well, kind of, not really, but mm-hmm. sort. Of. No, oh, we're both pulling our collars. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, also Angelica Houston had a bitter divorce from her ex-husband who's a Broadway producer. So she's trying to produce this show and she's having a hard time because no one's going to take her seriously because she's a woman and because her ex is the one with like the real credits. Right. So that's her um, arc. So she's up against that. Yeah. And the guy they just cast to play Joe DiMaggio uh, used to be having an affair with Deborah Messing, which she revealed last week. Wow, Marilyn is really back in the spotlight right now. Between yes. this and my uh, week with Marilyn, my week with Marilyn. Yes. Um, and did you ever know anyone named Marilyn growing up? Like um, mothers, friends. Mothers? I know of uh, yeah, one of my uh, a mom friend, Marilyn. Yes, because yeah. yeah. in our neighborhood, I know we grew up in the same yes. area um, in Scarsdale. Yeah, there was a Marilyn Cooperman, and I don't okay, know if don't you know, know her. No. Okay, she's on Lincoln Road. Okay, um, it's sixty-eight Lincoln Road. <laughs> if you want to go, go over visit there. her. She's, you know, brunette. Um, but it's not like it's a matronly name generationally, but but you know, I, I just think my week with Marilyn Cooperman would have been a better movie, I yes. guess is my point. <laughs> my week at Lincoln Road. Yeah, exactly. Um great. So why don't we take a while? we're gonna watch this episode. We'll be right back. I will learn a million everything, times more than what I know. know. Everything I know, need to know about show business without really trying. That's also uh, a reference to Broadway. It is. Okay, let's let's watch. Hey, Where are you going? Don't bother. I saw you, Derek. Saw me what? That woman. I saw you. Everybody saw you. Saw me what? Flirting? Your hand was on her ass. Ivy. Everyone at this party is a potential investor, okay? So, yeah. I am going to flirt and I'm going to put my hand on the asses of pretty women. If it makes them feel that our show is the one they want to throw millions of dollars at, it's meaningless. How come you didn't tell me you cast Karen? She didn't get the part. You did. They loved you tonight. This is who you are now. Get used to it. This show means everything to me. I just want to feel safe. Then go back to the chorus. There's nothing safe about being a star. You know, the bedrooms here really are incredible. Perhaps you should show them to me then. All right. How are you now? I am a changed man. Are you? No. uh, You liked it. I thought it was all right. I mean, you were into it. You were absorbed. I I was absorbed, but I can't. I don't know. There's something about musicals that like make life worth living. Right, exactly. I'm not kidding. They, I do, I don't dislike music. I actually used to go to like my family would go to Broadway shows a lot when I was a kid. Guys and Dolls, for instance. Guys and Dolls is a great show, classic. But I don't know. There's something about I feel like music. Guys and Dolls is like the number one choice of straight man men who say they like musicals or like if if straight men like musicals, they like Guys and Dolls. So uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I like uh, I love. I mean, I know some of the songs. No big deal. If you see a guy or reach for stars in the sky, <laughs> you can bet that he's doing it for some doll. Um, but it's just so weird when it like translates to TV because they mix when like not only are they making a musical, but then they have it is a musical in real life. So yes. in the end scene in this episode, they're at a car- or at a bar. With the stage, so we With assume a, it's a karaoke bar. We yeah, hope it is. It should be a karaoke bar, and then they're 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 just dancing to an Adele song, and then all of a sudden you see a look in the main character's eyes, and the guy who's doing the lighting just knows from her look to turn on a spotlight, and then it turns into the musical. Where wow, she's you singing. are really interested in the technical. Th- I didn't even like. That's nothing I would ever 
not notice, but yeah, I guess I wouldn't notice it. I wouldn't even think of it as notable. Yeah, but no, but that is notable because it was like that. Her eye look was like now it's a musical, you know, like she uh-huh. she like. So I don't know. It's just weird that it just sort of set like. I guess it that bugs is you. It does bug me. In a I way. know. But I don't know why. I mean, it is just a it's, musical. It's inorganic. Yeah, And it there's is. something weird about breaking out into song in real life that you probably find disgusting. Yeah. Like, if, if I were to start singing, it would be annoying. Yeah, it would just be... Well, it, it wouldn't even just be annoying. I'd be like, whoa, that's impressive. But for everybody else to not yeah, be it, surprised by it yes. is like, whoa, that's... that's And, right, I understand. It just breaks the reality of it. Sure. So, But not little, if you're wrapped up in the joy of music. That's true. Which that's, I... That's absolutely I true. I tend to be. When I see that stuff, I buy the reality around it because I just am, am brought to, a, like, there's dopamine in my the brain that's released. transcends. Beyond music, watching people dancing in rhythm with each other and with, like, songs that they're singing for some reason does something to my brain where I just feel better. Wow. Yeah, I guess, I mean, that's, <laughs> I wish I felt like that. I really do. What was your favorite song? So they had a couple songs in this one. They had the yes. Marilyn Wolf. Uh, yes. Basically, so in this episode, let's give a quick shout out. Shout out to what happened. <laughs> um, let's give a shout out to Marilyn. And um, <laughs> th- basically, in this episode, they need money. They need money. So, um, and by they, you mean Angelica Houston is producing the show. She needs, needs $200,000. Yep. So she's about she's she wants to sell a Degas that represents her marriage with her husband. Well, her husband gave her this Degas and she has the money, but it's frozen because of this divorce she's going through. So she needs the money in order to fund the show. Right. So she's thinking about pawning it off and it's stirring all these feelings. Yes. So that's one thing. And then Marilyn, the main woman. Yes. Is, is I Ivy. guess she's Ivy. probably, Ivy is always the villain probably. And Not so, no. necessarily. I, I think that like she's sort of. They're doing their best to sort of ham-handedly handle her as like a, you know, not a two-dimensional character, but she's feeling threatened by Catherine McPhee's character. Yeah, so in this one, she's sort of... is Karen starting. Cartwright. She's starting to sabotage her a little bit by... Yes. Well, she didn't realize that she was in the chorus or the ensemble. Right, so in this one... So I, I didn't know that, so I asked you during it, that it, would that never happen in that two people were going up for a big part in a big Broadway play, and the person who didn't get it, there's no way that they well, would... Well, I, mean, I guess it would happen in like community theater, but I don't believe there's a lot that's unbelievable about Catherine McPhee's arc. And I think a lot of it is written for the American idol generation of kids that would watch this and would watch Glee and would kind of root for the underdog, which in their mind is someone who just doesn't deserve a role on Broadway, which is someone who just like shows up and sings in front of, you know, Steven Tyler and gets the chance of a lifetime. And in reality that, it's not how it works. Right. So I think people are, you know, I think I think the producers think that people are rooting for Catherine McPhee. So they're trying to make her arc like, you know, basically so that she starts out in a lower place. And then this this supposed, you know, diva picks on her when in reality, like this, you know, the fact that she's getting laid, first of all, is huge because there's no straight men in that world. And she right, managed right. to like be. You know, pretty pretty surrounded by them between the guy who plays Joe DiMaggio and the director. Right. Wait, Joe DiMaggio is the piano player in this one? No, the piano player is the, the writer, composer. Composer. Yeah, who collaborates with Deborah Messing and also holds her hand in the park when they walk together. Very awkwardly. We know we know any character who is gay in this episode either hugged, embraced a woman in some manner. Yes. Um there is a scene in which uh Catherine McPhee's character gets a makeover from a gay man and two dancers from the ensemble, one of whom is a woman of color, um, the other of whom wears a midriff bearing top. And the <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> and yes, you know that he's gay because he just cannot get enough of helping women, touching women, um, saying funny things that are like maybe a little barbed, but ultimately meant to help women right. and just loves women. Right. He, he loves women, but in the in a non-sexual way. Uh, you could yes. tell the second I saw that hug, I was like, that's not a love hug. Right. And yet we've never seen him make love to a man. So we might not even be. I feel like all the gay men in this are very celibate. Yeah, well, we also saw a, a date between yes. um, the very composer. A very awkward date. It, made, it was so awkward it made me feel a little homophobic. Like how <laughs> they presented these two men on a date being like, so when did you find out that you were interested in business? It was like, um, I don't know, not to be like, gay men don't talk like that or gay men don't go on dates or gay men aren't in business. None of those are true. But the idea that like their mom set them up. Right, and- it's just like the most boring way to have a date. The mom set it up. They literally yes. say, how did you get into business? Which is yes. immediately, if that was said in any date situation, yes. I'd be like, okay, never mind. Have yes. a great, yes. have a good life. Yes. Um, so they're very, they're I'm not... convinced that all the gay men on this show are virgins. Um, I hope so. And there's only three. So you could keep pretty, <laughs> you could easily keep track but of them. But at the season finale, they'll have a, uh, uh, They'll lose their virginity to each other in a threesome. That would be incredible. That would be. I. I'd would be in favor in. of it. That would be. That would not only get the huge ratings, but it would also shock half of America. And the other and half would be, would be rock hard. Exactly. Everybody would have rock hard penises. Um, also, in this episode, Nick Jonas. Yes. Was and I didn't know that. That's a big, a big yes. get for yes, them. Yes, it I was. Think. It was uh, Nick Jonas sang a Michael Bublé song at the piano, which he, I also don't know Michael Bublé very well. Really? Yeah. He's. I, He's I, from Canada. He's a little chubby. Um, I mean, he keeps it under. He keeps his weight under control. But he's one of those people that you know, if you like, you know, he looked at a bread basket, he'd gain like five pounds. Like, he's right. got one of those faces that's just like wants to be fat. Right. Um, and he's a crooner, so he sings like um, that song. I just haven't met you yet. And then at the end, it's like. Do 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 like he does a little bit of scatting Old and school. yeah, and then he had like a Christmas album that was a big deal. Yes, I've heard of that. Yes, hey, but uh, the name Michael Bublé just makes me think of an ice skater. Is there an ice skater that has a similar name? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just he's Canadian. His yes. name is very ice sure, skater. Sure. Um, how do you think Nick Jonas came off in this episode? I thought he came off as very succulent. Well, they kept talking about how they worked with him since he was a little boy. That was a big thing was they yes. kept on mentioning the age of eight years old. Yes. Like as if like, he was at his prime. They said, I've known him since he was an Oliver. Um, I've known him since he was eight years old. And and then you have like grown men saying that. And it's really uncomfortable. Like I, I, yeah, we made it, We broke him at eight we years old. We broke his little <laughs> asshole. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like. You'd think of even in that world, they'd make a joke that it sounds like they're being pedophiles. Right. Well, but then they probably got a note that said, like, maybe don't do that. Right. Yes. I don't know. I don't know how that stuff works. I mean, I think we, we mentioned before that this is very much the Studio 60 of Broadway. Yeah. So I think that was might have been off 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 mic that we, yes. we said that Studio 60. But, but yeah, how would, you, how would you – like, just because it's – see, I don't know this world as much. Like, yes. so – I know in the comedy world that, like, oh, man, nobody would sort of talk about sketch comedy in that way. Yes. But is that the same here? Like, this isn't how the world just feels just fake. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd say so. I've never been in a Broadway show. I think that the idea that everything that the director says to, you know, Deborah Messing's character has to do with, well, where are my pages? It's oh, right. pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it really is. I mean, it's it's a show about process, but it's really, you know, setting itself up to be soapier and soapier. So it's got to be some sort of balance. And there's some touches of realism here and there, but I think, you know, like what you were saying with the backup dancer scene that you couldn't really tell. Oh, yeah, it was so funny. They kept on being like, um, 
What, what's the Iowan's name again? Karen Cartwright. Karen Car- yeah. Cartwright. They kept on being like, she's doing too much <laughs> as a background dancer. She's and she doing got too better. much. And then they, they gave her a lesson of how to do yes. less. And there was nothing that you could well, see. You, yeah. That, yeah. I could kind of tell. But you couldn't. I couldn't see the less. To the untrained eye. To the untrained eye, you can't really yes. see less. Yes. Yes. I feel like I should tell my Nick Jonas story. Please do. That I, I met Nick Jonas what? once. And I was shooting a video for ESPN. And we supposedly the, 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 um, not supposedly the Jonas Brothers are super into softball, so they played. Are they lesbians. They play. Yes, they, yes. They play ESPN in a game of softball, and we thought it'd be like, oh, there's this fun softball game. Everybody's been having fun, what? and the ESPN personalities were having joking around. But the Jonas Brothers were taking softball s- so seriously. Oh my god! They called people on technicalities in softball. Like, I, th- I don't know if it was a balk. I think it might have mm-hmm. been a balk, which is like. Something that's rarely called in baseball. It's like mm-hmm. a, a pitcher makes a little mistake and somebody gets a base. It's like all the 3,000 girls who showed up to watch the Jonas ah. Brothers play would not understand what a Bach was no. or why the jo- And then afterwards, we we wanted, we shot a quick little thing with them. And it's three, like there are hundreds of girls surrounding them. And they started singing happy birthday to the Jonas what? Brothers while we were, one of, it was one of their birthdays. I forget it was Nick or not. And, um, and we're trying to shoot something, and he he had this look of like, God, I can't stand I this anymore. Girls. And he and he went like he was doing this thing with his hands, like, like pretending, pretending to, to conduct. conduct, but in such a ha- hated way. Like he hates he was his like, fans. Yeah, happy birthday to you. Like <gasps> he was just like done with it. Wow. And I was I've never quite seen That's that. That's really interesting. Yeah, um, I liked it when. Um, that uh well i said one of the realistic moments was like the composer was being a bitch like he the gay man caddy yeah and the director said what's her problem that was realistic that's something you'd say if a gay man is in a bad mood you say that and it's funny what's her problem it's very well you shouldn't say it okay i'm i'm so sorry <laughs> no you can say it it's funny it's funny it's it's always funny it's always funny when you're insulting a gay man by calling him a woman yeah he never gets old um have you were you in plays in high yes, school yes yes uh which plays were you i was in kiss me kate i was in um i was in annie when i was little of course because i have you know red hair and it was during the 80s which was very like that that musical was huge when i was growing up right what production was it at oh a bunch of scarsdale scarsdale yeah i did it the y okay Okay. Across from the Golden Horseshoe. Of course. I, I'm very I, familiar. I moonlit there. Um, <laughs> and you'd probably get Italian Village pizza Oh, afterwards. I love Italian Village. Well, they're, um, you know, their subs are really terrific. If you get like a chicken parm on a hero, it's mm, kind of, mm-hmm. it's like what kept me fat growing up. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, and I, and I did a bunch of them in um, camp and I, I am a, a huge fan. Sondheim is my favorite. Of any of the into composers, the I like Into the Woods. I love Sunday in the Park with George. Okay, that's my um, that's my favorite Sondheim. Did you have any rivals in your Constantly. time? Yeah, yes, what, what were the rivals based on? Just talent or just well, hatred? Both. I think that it's a very because it's such a competitive world, and because the people who do it are so performative that you have the worst of both worlds. So there is a lot of cattiness and hair pulling, and it's just drama for the sake of drama. Actresses are the worst people in the world, and I don't think this show is doing its uh, best to really reveal that. No, you, you I, think I they know. should show them pulling hair. And... Yes, no, I think they're doing a good job of showing the cattiness. I, I think Angelica Houston's part needs to be amplified. I, th- I every time she's on screen, I'm just in heaven. Well, she's awesome. What do you want her to do? Just be more like uh... throw more drinks in people's faces. Yeah, sell I was more expecting art, that. Buy more art. Sell the art. <laughs> um, I would love it if like. I don't know. I'm not going to say she should be a jewel thief, but like, I feel like there should be some jewelry missing. 
Is that something that happens? Or is I don't that, know. I just would like to. See, you just asked me what I'd like to see her do. <laughs> I, I like to see her. A... I like to see her wearing like a floor length, like white fur coat. Um, She's like you want her turban, to be like, like Cruella with in it. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. I'd like to see her um, diss more actresses the way like that caterer said like i'm a you know actress and a singer and she was like not now dear oh you want yeah yeah that was was a great awesome yeah Yeah. i want to see more of that yeah i I would love if this show had a jewelry stealing scene yes i just think of the opening of a pink the pink panther movies if there was a huge jewel um heist i would totally tune in every week absolutely and you want to see her obviously get the hand you know the upper hand over her ex-husband which i'm I'm sure the writers are working around the clock do we see her her ex-husband? We do, yeah, Jerry. Is it? Is it, uh, it should be it's played wonderful. by Stanley Tucci. It but basically is, but is it? it's okay. um, but it's not. It's sort of uh, different, but it's also the same. How is it? it but is he bald? Yes, it's <laughs> okay. heaven. It's heaven. Yeah, I don't know why. I've never seen it. I just figured it would be like it's a bald great. Man. It's the best thing in the world. And he's super rich. He's super rich, and he's being a real dick. But I have a feeling they're meant to be together. I can see that too because yeah. in this one we w- sort of walk into um, Angelica Houston sort of crying over her husband yes. as the second man in the episode takes um, Ivy Lynn into bedrooms to show her. Well, that was the other pretty like important part of this episode was just how quickly Ivy Lynn decides to go from like being jealous of the director with whom she's sleeping. She sees him flirting with a tall african-american woman who looks like she's out of a dan and yogurt ad because her hair is kind of like natural and she's right. very thin and um and she immediately turns to nick jonas and is like how about you show me the bedroom so she just goes from zero to revenge fuck in no time at all and i find that to be impressive in zero time and then the other guy can conv- so i don't think she has sex with nick jonas but she goes no, she back. doesn't because she finds angelica houston crying in the bedroom that they were meant to fuck in and that was a bummer so then she found her boyfriend basically um yeah. derek and then derek said she said you i saw you everybody here saw you touching his ass and she her ass her ass (laughs) (laughs) oh god and uh and and he said listen like everybody here's a potential investor he's right you're gonna see me touch a lot of people's asses he's right he's going to said uh get used to being a star right and he's and she said i just want to be safe and he said there's nothing safe about being a star so what he's saying is once you become a star... I don't like using condoms. Expect, <laughs> I'm not going to use condoms. You're, you have The chance of you getting pregnant goes up 50%. She's not going to get pregnant from him. Are you kidding? That and guy then, has a low sperm count. I He seems like he would. Yeah. He seems like he would. But that means basically if you become a star, expect that your loved one or your the person that you like is going to be touching lots of asses. Well, I think that's also a word to live by as far as like, you know, Karen Cartwright's story is concerned with her sweet Indian British boyfriend who loves and adores her. What do you think is going to happen there? I I think she's going to break his heart. Because she's going to do what she needs to do to get to the top. Well, here's my question. When I said she's from Iowa, yes, and then that's why her nickname is Iowa. Yeah, that's why everybody calls her Iowa. That's a very camp thing to like. People would call people at summer camp like Brooklyn because they're from Brooklyn. Or would they? Yeah, that was the the one example. Really, I can give you. but um, but I don't know. It seems like from the way they're calling her Iowa, it's like as if she just moved from Iowa, but she's living with this finance guy. It seems like she's pretty well-rooted. She's in really not. She's like very off the boat. She was like a waitress. I think it has more to do with her inexperience in the musical theater world. Okay. 
that, that hence her nickname Iowa and hence her makeover which they call an intervention which I was like are, when they said we're gonna have an intervention yeah. tonight and she got excited she's all addicted I could think to meth like yeah is an actual intervention from the show that would be amazing which is I can't watch that show because it's I too can't depressing. not watch that show because it's too interesting I well I for me I was like I want to watch this because I like depressing stuff like hoarders you? is my bread and butter oh yeah, is that, yeah. that's interesting so you can't watch intervention but you like well, hoarders I don't like needles needles I don't like yeah. seeing people huff like I can't yeah. watch that stuff uh-huh. but so I watched one episode where it was um which one a video gamer and a woman who would eat uh tons of at least like 5,000 calories by noon and then uh-huh. and take uh pills that made her shit. poop yeah. yeah yeah I find the eating disorder ones to be the best ones I think those women are sicker than any like meth addict I can't even imagine what their innards like look like. I mean the, yeah. the that just seems oh God. I know I know it's fascinating it is it's very very disturbing. sad, but I find it absolutely fascinating. Ugh. And she was just literally like she'd go to Taco Bell, she'd go to all these take-up. binging. Yeah, yeah oh. it's compulsive. It changes your brain too. What do you mean it changes? Addiction your... changes your brain. It, like, can, I think with eating disorder stuff, it's different. But like, there are parts of the brain that get damaged the more you do drugs, Ugh. and you can, like lose your memory. So you have you don't remember like the consequences of doing drugs and it's really fascinating. I feel like we're just beginning to figure out the addict brain. It's really interesting. It's super disturbing. Intervention is on my DVR. Smash is on my DVR. That's it. That's, that's all you need. Well, that's what keeps I also coming. watch, um, there's this one I found on like this channel called you, you instead of YouTube, you Okay. And it's called LOL pets. And I was like flipping oh and I God. found, and I was like, well, this is going on. Like, this is number one priority. Every episode and reruns. It's just like pet videos from YouTube and this woman wearing leggings, which is very distracting, like talking about them in between. And she is kind of like, she's kind of like squatting. So like, she'll like, she'll be like, this next clip is about a puppy. And like, I guess it's like natural to squat, but when you're wearing leggings, it looks like she's about to lay an egg. Wait, so you see her like, I feel like, yeah, you see her. Yeah. They should shoot her from the waist up, but they don't. That's so shoot her from the knees up. So she's like, this next clip. Uh, that <laughs> seems like so about- un- like shows like that just seem uh, so unnecessary because well, you, you don't need just, a person. You, you don't just need put, a person. Just give us the clips. Just and give us the clips. If there was a channel that was just twenty four hours of, I would never cats turn it off. I would never or- turn it off. And it would cost much less than than Smash, which you were Smash pointing out throughout the whole thing that so it must ex- cost yes millions of dollars, billions of dollars. So expensive. Well, I mean, to just to shoot on the street in New York City. Yeah. Then they had an Adele song. Well, yeah, they have to license. And then they're like, you know, writing all these new songs for the show within the show, which they a lot of it they shoot on stage. Um, and they have to pay, you know, Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman and then choreographers. And it's a huge production. Well, and that actually made me think, like... So this show is this show popular? I don't know. I don't is think it? so, but I don't yeah. know. So like, let's just the say the first episode that... did really well. Obviously, the last, the you know, I think it kind of petered off. But I don't know if it's doing well or not. So but I don't let's just say, say it's, it's not. a failure. Sure. Because um, you were saying that they're sort of one of the goals they were thinking or was that they'd make the show within the show yeah. a Broadway they'd show. They'd mount the show like the actual Maryland musical on Broadway. But it just seems to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Broadway just falling apart? Like, Well, it, it always has been right. and it always is. It's not like NBC just used a, to be in its prime and now it's kind of not. Right. It's more like That's just doing a, a Yeah, exactly. Like It's like opening a restaurant. Like, you know, investing in a Broadway show is 
one of the highest risk things you can do. Right. And that's why they call investors angels because like they give money to you and you're an artist and right. say things. And then I feel like, I think like Book of Mormon just made its investment back. Which is and that's crazy because that's like the biggest show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's very, very high risk, especially for a new musical. But I think their understanding is, well, if we have this other platform, you know, by which we can promote it, maybe we can do this cool synergy thing so that. But the then, show does but this well. is NBC too, right? This is NBC. Yes, this is NBC. Because I feel like that is just like, like let's try to make a show about a thing that is also the most falling apart. Thing. Yes. Yeah, oh like, yeah, no, that's a really good point. It's it's all very meta. It's all yeah. very yeah. Um, because all I can think about is like this being the Spider Man of of the Spider Man turn off the dark. Oh, that's of, interesting. Of, Which uh, actually, TV. I mean, that's a really interesting comparison. I mean, would that it were because Spider Man actually ended up doing pretty well, right, still right, open, right. yeah. Although people died. That's at least seven people died. Oh God! But you know, audience what? members, cast, and crew at least seven. And but it's all at least seventeen hundred, and it just keeps going. It's seventeen. Well, someone dies now at every performance. Well, they have to because they worked it into well, there's the a play. guarantee. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's why most people, people go for go the thrill of it. It's like when rich people would like pay for the, like the hunt or be hunted experience. Yeah, I would love to be a part of the hunt or be hunted. When you're, I think that's the idea of like you're, you're, you get to a certain point. You're so rich, you just are bored easily. Yeah, well, because you're just so stagnant. And it's like, let me. I want to. Maybe nothing. The possibility of I being can't shot. get. I can't get hard well, anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I sort of wanted to see that Spider-Man show when it happened, but then I was like, I, don't I think know. they got. I think they cleaned it up yeah, since they fired Julie Tamer. I would have liked to have seen the original incarnation, although I understand it was like four hours long. I uh, and I used to be a Spider-Man fan. I was just like, this is just. just oh, you should like, definitely see it. Yeah. I heard there was the original. I heard there was a, a song where like women came out and they had shoes on their hands and they sang about electricity. <laughs> Um, that's, it, just, yeah. that's just a homeless person wrote that song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the woman with the tons of bags and, and yes, it was uh, excerpted in Street News originally. I would. Uh, well, I'm gonna see that um, I, now. I want to see Spider-Man. I think you should Dark, go see it right now, and I'll see the Smash musical when it comes out. Um, one of the <laughs> things I do on the show is a what uh, created drinking game based on yes. the TV show. So, yes. what would be? What would be the drinking game for Smash? Well, if you're going to go back and start from episode one, which I strongly recommend you do, I would say drink every time Angelica Houston throws a drink at someone's face. Right. Drink every time Deborah Messing wears a scarf. Drink <laughs> every time. Um, every, drink every time either Deborah Messing, Tom, or Ellis, their assistant, makes tea. Um, and um, uh, drink every time you feel like. Um, let me think about Karen and Dev. Well, I think the like adoring boyfriend thing is so silly. So I would say like every time Dev gives Karen an adoring glance or that um, Deborah Messing's husband is just like an unfathomable asshole, then you should drink then too. And then also drink obviously whenever there's a song. And then and I would also add drink anytime a, a gay man is embracing a woman. <laughs> yes, <in> exactly. <laughs> Acting as way. though all all women are really the only thing he wants to hang out with. And what would you, what sh- would you drink? Um, poison. poison. <laughs> <laughs> you just um, you, but it would be slow acting poison so you could make sure to be drinking throughout the entire yes. series. Yes. Well, alcohol is poison. No, I I enjoy the show. I think um I think whatever you drink as long as, you know, as long as it gets you drunk, you're you're playing the drinking game properly. Absolutely. Yes. Um, and any predictions for the series or any other hopes that because I mean the the jewel thief thing is it's I probably think probably not going to happen. It's a little but, high. It's a little high concept. I would say. Um, well, I know that Bernadette Peters is coming in later in the season to play Ivy's mother, which mm. is incredible. 
news. So I am looking forward to that happening. I think um, I think there's going to be a thing where Deborah Messing leaves her husband for the guy in the show. I'm sure Karen will try to sleep with the director and then break up the boyfriend and then there will be a thing. Um, and then she'll probably take over as the lead in Maryland after uh, Ivy like breaks a leg or something. Um, or maybe it's like Nancy. If it would go full Nancy Kerrigan, I'd be thrilled. That would be. That. I would love it if like there was some Tanya Harding. If realness. they just took a hit out on mm-hmm. um, yeah, Ivy, Ivy, yes. Ivy Lynn, that yeah. would be. I would respect her character so much more. If she and Dev became the Tanya and Jeff Galuli of that operation, it would be more interesting. That would un- be unbelievable. Yes. I would totally- Does that stuff happen in the Broadway All world, the time. do you think? Yeah. Like total. Um, oh, yeah. Is there any famous version of that? No. Okay. It's just but Shirley MacLaine is famous. Yeah, Shirley MacLaine is famous because she was an understudy, and the lead in the pajama game got sick, and she took over, and the reviews on her exactly. Well, you know, old lizard eyes. It's not below her to poison somebody's food. Um, So she took over and got rave reviews, and that's how that's her like star moment. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we know who Shirley MacLaine is. Um, And Warren Beatty, for that matter, because she was famous first. This is news to me. This is, <laughs> so I'm getting, just straight person. I love this. This is like I'm getting this is like once a week you come over with your auntie Mame Julie and I'll like teach you things about showbiz. If I understood that reference, no, I'm just kidding. You know who auntie know Mame was. Auntie Mame. And yeah. I re- just recently saw I think I saw Gypsy. Mm-hmm. I think you I would know if you that. saw Gypsy. I think I saw that. Wait. <laughs> I'm pretty sure sure. Where I did saw you Gypsy. see it? The movie? Yeah, I I think Meryl was watching my girlfriend. Or my fiance. Oh, congratulations! Saying, oh, thank you very much. I haven't, I, I haven't really used that term yet. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a weird term. There isn't a way to say. There's no English word for. I mean, be, no, betrothed fiance, is well, the word, no, which that. is not a. And then when you say fiance, you just feel like a douchebag because it seems like, like how often do I see French words? Right, it's you know? faggy that you're marrying a woman. Yeah, it's like come on, just oh, God. Yeah, I feel like uh, it's terrible. I'm no, br- it's there are worse things. No, it's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in deep, deep pain. Um, thanks so much, Julie. Thank Is there you. anything that you'd like to um, promote or say on the end of the episode? I'd like to promote safe sex always. And I yes. would also like to promote you not getting sick from my cat. Okay. Actually, because it sounds is... like you're getting a little stuffy. No, no, no. I, oh, okay. I, it hasn't. Good. If it's affecting me, I haven't even noticed it. I feel okay, great. Good. I'm, I think, okay, good. You know, I think my allergy has decreased in the last couple of years. I, that's that's like famous last words. Don't even say <laughs> that. It's going to make me worried that you're going to blow I'm up. I'm going to die. I, but I did okay. just get allergic to apples. Well, congratulations. Thank you very, very much. <laughs> <laughs> thank uh, you, Craig. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for letting me in your apartment. I'm a smash hit. Uh, I'm a big old success. You said it. Yeah, look at my hair and look at my tits, look at my breasts, I'm on a smash hit. I got nice teeth from the Midwest, but I don't care, cause I'm the best. I'm a smash hit, smash hit, smash hit, smash hit. Successful and beautiful and young. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm on top of a pyramid with my boobies all perky, and I got a shape to see. I hope you don't mind. I'd like to thank uh, my guest, Julie Klausner, again for introducing me to the show Smash. Um, I learned a little, uh, got a little peek into the backstage world of Broadway, and I got to see Nick Jonas almost have sex. Or it was insinuated that he was almost going to have sex. Uh, Check back in later in the week. I'll let you know what's coming up next week. And I already know, and it's going to be great. So uh, it won't disappoint. So please check back in. And I'll see you next time. 
or you'll hear me next time. Uh, have a great day and an early tomorrow. Adios, amigos.